You ready? Come on, man. That's what I do. Yo, mic check, mic check. Yeah, here you go. Oh, nah, he, he over here. Yeah, I heard he got that hot new thing. It's called Switch. Let's get it going. What up, lads? Welcome to episode 26. Um, I don't know if I have any any insight for, for the number 26 here. Maybe, maybe other... Just a casual episode. Yeah, a pretty casual episode. Boys are preparing to go back. This is probably... This is one of the last two before we leave. Yes, yeah, so we're going to have this one. Uh, we got Michael Pozzetta coming on uh, today's pod. Uh, then to, wait, the episode coming out Sunday. It'll just be a solo episode. Going back to our roots here. Yeah. Um, and then after that... Not gonna name any names, but we got a huge, huge guest coming on next Not week. Guests. A big deal. Oh, are you just talking about the one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Just yeah. the one. Yes. Not small. <laughs> yeah. Not small. We, we got two not small guests coming on. Um, but I guess I wanted to open up the, today's pod with a little story here. Um, you may have seen it, you may have not seen it. Um, I thought it was just pretty wild. So basically, the. What happened was there was some female intern who had just accepted like a NASA internship. Um, got accepted. Got accepted for yeah. a NASA internship. And basically she she fired out a tweet, excited, which is understandable. I mean, NASA's... It wouldn't be. Yeah, NASA's like, it's the real deal. It's also not a small, not a small deal. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's equally as small or equally as big as our next two guests, that's we up for debate. Yeah, that's up for debate. But uh, basically, the gist was she fired up some choice tweets, um, which I'll, we'll get into in a sec. So basically, she says, everyone shut the F up. I got excited, or I got accepted for a NASA internship. <laughs> Naomi H, underscore official on Twitter. So everyone shut the fuck up. I got accepted for a NASA internship. And this guy, Homer Hickam, replies, language, period. <laughs> and then this girl just is so confident, just so content with where she's at in life right now she replies suck my dick and balls i'm working at nasa and this guy this guy homer replies and i am on the national space council that oversees nasa (laughs) she had no idea you'd think like before you replied you'd click on the guy's profile and see like i don't know maybe it was his personal account he didn't have that in his bio but regardless you might want to do your research like with this random guy replying to you yeah, you might want to look into like a little backstory on this guy. Like, hmm, his name looks familiar. <laughs> like, maybe you saw this on my like. You might you, you might just not want to tweet at all if you're <laughs> yeah, getting yeah. accepted to NASA. Like, oh, guys, got accepted to NASA. Big deal. Like, get fired up. Whatever you got to do, but just suck my dick and balls. <laughs> yeah. That's a little uh, a little over the top here. <laughs> Even the language in the first one, like. You'd think somebody that smart, like, you're getting accepted to NASA. You're obviously not dumb. Yeah. You'd think they'd be like, "Mm, might not say this. Yeah. It's the difference with street smarts and book smarts. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Actually, in a nutshell. Everyone shut the fuck... No one's talking. It's a fucking website. (laughs) And you are the one who went out there and posted it. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody said anything to you. (laughs) (laughs) Just Just somebody tweets... Hey, you dumbass. Like, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It was just out of the blue. For attention. Out of the blue. I got accepted uh, for a NASA internship. Okay, that's great. Congrats. But then, as you guys mentioned earlier, maybe I'll have a little uh, little street smarts here and, and kind of realize what's on the line. So, needless to say, uh, she got the snips, and uh, I, I can only assume she like went and apologized like afterward. I haven't really looked into it, the, the like aftermath of this whole incident. But she got... Like, her internship revoked, and that's not good. It's not good at all. 
No, it's really not good, no. actually. You know, like, <laughs> There's so many better things. Like, just think about how quickly that opportunity just gone. Like, Especially before it even started. Like, it literally yeah, just ended before it. it started. Especially yeah. a thing, <laughs> a corporation such as NASA, to that, like... Yeah, you're pooched. That pedigree, like, you're just yeah, you're so why, pooched. You don't think they're going to look through your social media and, like, your background and history? Like... Oh, yeah. They're probably watching her through a webcam yeah. as she was typing that. Yeah, they probably, like, bugged her phone. <laughs> Maybe. Like, but, like, honestly, I can't even say I'm surprised with the way people use their, their social medias. No, it's ridiculous. Like, I think of, I've said this before, like, I don't like, I don't trust people with, like, a ridiculously active social media. Unless it's, like, lads and lawn chairs where you just got to fire to keep the viewership up. But other than that, like, if you're just firing tweets out, like, all day, every day, or, like, there are some people who, like, put some pretty questionable tweets, like, like retweeting this, like, really vulgar stuff on like on twitter it's just clearly not appropriate <laughs> yeah, like, like if your parents or grandmother not follow you like whatever the situation is like you shouldn't be posted in the first place or retweeted whatever the instance is yeah it's kind of funny though because like today it's everybody's like i remember especially <laughs> when we first started getting on it's like oh everybody hide your private information like people will find you and track you and all this stuff and then they're like watch what you say watch you tweet employers go through all this stuff and it's like i feel like the farther we go and into the social media and stuff the employers care less and less unless you're tweeting like offensive things really because yeah. at the end of the day everybody is kind of has those sides to them where it's like comedic or sarcastic sides or you think something's funny that's kind of like inappropriate and realistically they don't care that much as long as you're not like harming people kind yeah. of thing but as soon as you go out there and you're just like telling the world to go f themselves <laughs> because you got this internship it's like okay you like you got you got to chill on that. Like, you got to reel it in here. Yeah. Yeah, I remember there was, like, a span from maybe, like, grade 10 to, like, 12. I think I still have some people on Twitter who do this. But they basically, they go to, like, the, uh, was it, like, I Like Sex Daily? You remember that, like, old like, Twitter account? Whatever the hell it was. But people would basically retweet this, like, really, like, graphics, like, like pornography, basically. <laughs> and just be on their, like, personal timeline. Then it would pop up on my timeline and, like, be like, oh, so-and-so retweeted this. It's like, how are you comfortable with, like... Literally retweeting porn on your timeline. Like, give your head a shake. <laughs> yeah, like, you see people's dads and stuff getting into the likes on those. Oh, things, no. Like, yeah. Yo, that's... yo, you gotta chill. You have a wife and kids, man. Like, <laughs> it's one thing for people our age, and it's like, uh, that's kind of weird, dude. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. And then you just see somebody who knows dads, like, you just, and it's like, because especially now, especially they've updated the stuff, and it shows up and says, like, Ryan McGee liked, right? Like, it yeah, comes it, like, up come, in your even page. Though, like, like, yeah, you just see, yeah. like, Dad X liked, and you're like, uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> a little questionable. But I just want to, like, get in as well. Like, people are coming up with the, uh, like, the Finstas and, like, all the private accounts where they kind of, like, expose themselves, like, getting up to no good. Yeah. And I feel like even then, you got to be careful. Like, it's, not, you don't have to be a rock. You don't have to work at NASA to, to kind of navigate that. Like, if you know, like, what you're doing. Yeah. Like, it's so easily accessible. Yeah. Like, it's, a, like, a little different, I guess, because people just, it's private and then they only accept, like, specific people and stuff. But, like. I feel like if it's on the <laughs> internet, it's on the internet. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, to the average person, they can't get in there. But to somebody who it might matter to, they're, they can see it. They're they know what's it. going on. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, it's, it's gonna be so terrible situation. These days, you, gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch yourself. Yeah, what is the world coming to? All right, so uh, I know if you're like a real, real lads and launchers listener, you've known that we've had a debate going on the pod for quite some time, whether or not Baby Driver is a good movie, and obviously the pod right now was split right down the middle. 
essentially, uh, and we c- just cannot come to an agreement. So we've we've been contacted by some outside sources, and, and in turn, we've requested them to come on the pod and kind of give a little insight, just so we have some outside uh, outside perspective, and hopefully that can help uh, settle the debate once and for all. So we're excited to have uh, Jake Murray join us on the pod. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Jake, uh, Jake was the goalie for our legendary Kings run back-to-back. Not a big back deal. Back-to-back ships. Yeah. So sure. the guy stood on his head, basically got us to the championship game. It's not a big deal, but whatever. So anyways, Jake, uh, Jake's joining us here to to talk to us a little bit about uh, Baby Driver and Gone Girl. So since watching the pod, Jake watched both, and uh, I want to want to hear what your thoughts are on, on both movies. Should I, go, should I go both at the same time or one at a time? Uh, start with that's start pretty with, impressive if you can. <laughs> yeah. Start start with Gone Girl because it was it was a lesser impact in the pod because Baby Driver has been a big debate. Yeah. So start with Gone Girl here. So um, I guess after listening to one of your pods, Gone Girl is a big big review from from you guys. So I'm like, I gotta watch this. So uh, I'm gonna give it an eight and a half out of ten. Yes. Nice. I um, love that. Probably like a solid movie. Like. Nothing but good things to say about it. Just it was the most frustrating movie I've ever watched. Yeah, but that's that's part of the draw with Gone exactly. Girl. I feel like it's kind of like keeps you on the edge of your seat. You want to know what's happening, but at the same time, it's like uh, I don't know. It's like so dark and so like I don't know. The man, thing like, is, he, the for the first like hour of the movie, you think you know what's going on, and then it completely just turns upside down. You have no clue. Exactly. So then, exactly. what are your thoughts on Baby Driver? This has been the most controversial thing here. I I know I know it has been, but guys, I gotta say I liked it. That, thank oh, you, thank go. you. But I'm giving it just an eight or a ten, maybe seven and a half. The ending really, really frustrates. Yeah, me. no, I agree, I agree. But if you eliminate the ending and maybe like, I feel like Jake, if we sat down, I don't know you, but I feel like if we sat down and wrote a solid ending to the movie, it it would be eight and a half, maybe a nine, in my opinion. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, for me, that's just getting. Like, like I just a... don't understand why baby just didn't hop in the driver's seat at the end and, and get going. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, man. Just, just head west on whatever, whatever he says in the movie. Yeah, like, I like Baby Driver. I thought the soundtrack was incredible. Like, a big fan of, like, how they, like, incorporated, like, the scenes of the movie, like, to the like, the beat of the music and some, like, gunfights and shit. I thought that was awesome. Um, and, he, and he made his own music, too, right? Like, that's yeah, he's the mixtapes. There's, like, a little comedic element there that, like, <laughs> brought your spirits up early on. See, for me, Baby Driver is a 5.5 sure. to 6 out of 10. Wow. Not a fan. I walked out of the theater. I was just saying this off the air. I walked out of the theater and I was like, like I did not enjoy that in any way. Like I, I just didn't it's like just it. Just that low. No, I just it wasn't my type of movie. I guess some people obviously appreciate the art, but, <laughs> but for me, like no, it wasn't. Uh, you just don't appreciate good movies, eh? Yeah, I don't. I don't appreciate terribly made movies. I guess. <laughs> so Jake, would you recommend both of these movies? Uh, to 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 the rest of our listeners, for sure, for sure, like like both both solid movies. You can't go wrong. And going forward, would you say that people should listen to our movie recommendations since you had such glowing reviews after these two two picks? Yeah, I definitely definitely would say say they should. I've actually um, Oster Oster shouted out Goodwill Hunting too. Yeah, I and, watched uh, that after. It was incredible. Well, that's I just a, that's after a... Oster said that, and I had to do that, and that was another another great flick. Oh, so, yeah. that's like a top like, five movie. Yeah, of all like time. if you hadn't seen Goodwill Hunting, like until like unless you listened to the pod or before you listened to the pod, like that's a tough one, man. Like that's just a classic. Yeah, like, yeah I know. I was living under a rock for a bit. So. Yeah, so was I. It's okay, Jake. 
Sorry, Literally great English. flick. All right, well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for giving us a quick little review of those movies. We wanted to catch up with one of our listeners and see what they thought, get a little outside perspective. So uh, thanks for taking the time, buddy. No worries. Thanks, boys. No problem, man. See ya. Thanks, buddy. So I guess we should bring up the fact that we got a couple guys missing tonight. We've, uh, we haven't been full-staffed in a while, but like for some reason we just haven't mentioned it. I think you and I have been the only consistent, consistent guys yeah, here in yeah. the past couple of weeks. Well, it's at my house, so I, I'd hope you I'd be here. You must be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we got uh, OC. He's uh, just just building building a better future for, for hockey's youth, coaching uh, our local minor midget team. Yeah. And then Hudson uh, Lambert, he was taking a getting a pedicure earlier this afternoon. He said he got called into work late, but... That's uh, Bush. Uh, who really knows? Who really knows? A little Manny Petty turning uh, turn into a little more, maybe? Full, <laughs> who knows? Full, who knows? Yeah. Uh, we're not going to get into anything. Yeah, yeah. May or may not have ended with a little something. Something, something happy. <laughs> uh, who knows? Yeah, to say the least. But, yeah. So, boys aren't here, but... It's too bad. We're still rolling with it. A little three man pod. We've been getting to the we've been getting the groove down of just mixing and matching who's here and who isn't though. I mean, we've been pretty consistent. I'd I'd have to say. Well, we have. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, this is also figured. my this is my first pod in about two episodes too. Two. Maybe. Well, welcome back. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. Welcome. No one said anything, but welcome home. We I guess it's like I've when never you were left. Away, when, when you were away, we said nothing. Yeah, my dad actually said something <laughs> wow. to me. And he goes, was Simony not on the pod? Like, no, he goes, we actually kicked him off. He didn't say anything. Like, no, you're right, we didn't. No, I was there. I was just kind of <laughs> Just in a not good mood. Yeah, taking a little nap. Yeah. All right, so last night, uh, yeah, I guess it was a Monday, because we record on Tuesdays. So Monday night, me and my buddy are at work, and, and we're just like, hey, you know, let's just grab some dinner after. And I'm like, yeah, oh, sounds good. So you go to the local restaurant, like, probably get there around, like, 5.30. Basically, Is this when you wore the uh, rollerblades? Yeah, first of all, I roller skated to the bar. <laughs> it's been done once before that I know of. Yep. Uh, former Latin launcher Scotty White was, was just revolutionary. Just He uh, was the first man that I've ever seen roller skate me to the bar. And you biked. Yeah, we actually, I took, think I took the longboard that night. You took the, yeah, I biked. And then you biked. But anyways, I took a page out of his book, and I wanted to get there quick, so... I threw on the old roller skates and got to the bar ASAP. I was, first of all, I was so sweaty when I got there. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like, my, I was wearing a white t-shirt. Oh, God. Just, like, basically, like, looked like I was, through. oh, yeah. Looked like I should have been in, like, Cancun on vacation <laughs> and, like, a wet t-shirt contest. Like, I was just drenched. And, like, I, uh, I get to the bar, and then, he, oh, he's like, my friend's, uh, my friend's working. I'm like, Christ. Like, she's a pretty attractive girl, and, like... <laughs> I'm like, literally looks so greasy. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I just try to like hide my back. I'm like dripping sweat. Roller skates on. I'm like, this is not good. I'm in shambles. So we get there at 5.30. We just split a whole mess of nachos. It was amazing. I love that. Uh, and then we were just sitting there like shooting the shit or whatever. And he's like, oh, I think my buddies are coming. I'm like, oh, no way. That's cool. He's like, yeah. Um, one of my friends is leaving for university soon. And, and she's bringing her friends to uh, for like a goodbye like, dinner celebration kind of thing. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> It'll be a good time. Like, I'm in roller skates still. Like, <laughs> shit me. Um, but we're sitting there, and like, it was supposed to be like a little short dinner. It's like, well, Monday night, your friends are coming. We might as well, might as well get in one a little yeah. bit. So it ended up being like a six-hour bar visit. Oh my it was God. insane. It was a marathon. Like, was I the felt like looking after. It actually wasn't bad. My my bill, I don't think, was above fifty bones. Which nice. wasn't bad for six That's hours. Yeah, it was a pretty well. It was a Monday. Keep that in mind. So I didn't <laughs> want to like push the limit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we sat down. I felt like a dad at like St. Louis Bar and Grill, 
Like, you know, like, you just always, if you go for an early dinner, you just always see the regulars who just chill there behind the bar. And, like, oh, you just yeah. Know they the second they walk there. in, they already have their order waiting for them. Oh, yeah. So I just felt like a total dad, basically my second home, <laughs> just sitting there. I'm like, I, I think I left at, like, 9.30, 10. But I got there at 5.30, so I don't know, four hours. And, like, it was still a pretty good, pretty good, like, jaunt at Jake's. Yeah, so. that's pretty jokes. I came here to get the uh, the board today because I needed it for work for something. And uh, I come in, and Kent brings me downstairs to, like, get the board. And he just goes, oh, Ryan you know, had his friends over last night. And I'm just like, there's a bed, like, set up down here in the basement. Like, didn't this guy work today? <laughs> no, so we didn't get, like, we didn't get, like, too ridiculous or anything. But at the end of the night, we're like, man, like, we're going to the same place. Like, let's just crash. So yeah. we, we end up, like, well, I roller skated home. <laughs> he just walked beside. But, uh, yeah, we just went into the basement, played some Fortnite for a bit, and then just hit the hay. But, yeah, today, thank God it was a short day, because I don't know if I, uh, had the chops to, to make it to a full it full shift. Sounds like a solid <laughs> night. It actually was a lot of fun. A lot Very of fun. Very successful. Yeah. It's so big that you kept the bill on like around 50 bucks. Oh, I was too. being such a responsible guy. <laughs> Anything over that and you're just like, damn. Like, whoops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, okay, question. You wore the rollerblades there. Did you ever have to go inside at all? Like, what No. Were... So that was the thing. That was like one thing that crossed my mind was if I ever have to go to the bathroom, how am I going to make that happen? Just barefoot? No, no. So I just kept the rollerblades on, and what I did, I'd get up, wheel through the patio on my rollerblades, just <laughs> dodging the shit out of tables, and then I'd, like, haul around the corner and go behind the restaurant. <laughs> Absolute scumbag. But I had no other option. I'm not going to go barefoot in that greasy place. Were you just, like, standing around talking to people? Like No, I was sitting down, but oh, okay. like then the moment I had to, like, go to the bathroom or something, it was just like... Like, up. somebody comes over, Ryan, I haven't seen you in so long, like, goes to shake your hand, like... Oh, yeah, I'm not standing up. <laughs> yeah. I hate that, man. Wait, like, didn't you bring a backpack? No. Oh, I no. Think See, in hindsight, I should have brought a back, backpack <laughs> yeah, with like, a pair of shoes. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I wasn't thinking, well, I wasn't, I oh, didn't know I'd be there for four hours. Wait, did your buddy rollerblade too? Or? No, that would have been hilarious, though. <laughs> so no. Um, he was just on his, like, walk? Yeah, well, because he came from one direction. I came from the other. He had a shorter uh, distance to go. Oh, uh, then so, he came here after. Yeah. I see, I yeah. see. But see next day. time I do that, which it'll probably happen again in the future. Yeah. Um, Laurier. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> then he's like, because he knew I went to Gracie's on like that Saturday. He's like, dude, you, like, you should have brought these things to Gracie's. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, imagine just spread eagling around the dance floor. That would have been a disaster. Oh, see, no. that's tough, though, because that would have been a means of transportation within Gracie's, not getting there. Yeah. That's true. So, like, imagine just ripping Seriously. a rollerblade home from Gracie's. <laughs> I got that night. I got a six-hour rollerblade session. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I actually have a story like involving like wheels and like downtown. So wheels. <laughs> yeah. We just various methods of wheels. <laughs> so um, me and my buddies like a couple guys I played uh, like rap hockey with. I think it was like Tyson Gilmore. Just shout out the lads real quick. Kyle Lewis, Cole Resnick, and then uh, Hudson. We all were going to a Jays game. So we got off at Union Station. And we see, like, there's construction going on, and, like, they had those little bikes, right? The, the, yeah, the, yeah. I don't know what they're called, but you can, like, rent them mm-hmm. and, like, rip, whip around yeah, for a bit. Have to, like, bring them and, like, back. dock them at the yeah. closest station. So they were, they were doing construction. All these bikes were just sitting there. So, like, shit. Like, all six of us, or however many there were, we all hop on a bike and take off. <laughs> and we're cruising down, like, Union Station, like, whipping towards the uh, the Rogers Center. Yeah. And, like, ringing our bells, and <laughs> these construction workers are chasing after us. Like, hey, hey, like, bring those back. And, like... Like, sorry, like, we were looking for the station, but there was, like, nothing. And we'll we'll park them and then pay there. They're like, all right, fine. Realistically, they couldn't care less. Yeah, they don't. So we whip these to the Rogers Center, and we see, like, um, we see, like, another station. So we dock our bikes in between, like, the other bikes, make it look kind of like they're they're parked. parked. So we get out after the Jays game. 
our bikes are all still there. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys know Toronto, but after the game, we all get on bikes. We bike from the Rogers Center to Young and Eglinton, which is like a pretty decent hike. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like, yeah, like yeah. over an hour bike ride, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh yeah, it was ridiculous. I think we just went like, I don't know, crap, probably straight up Young. Like we got to wherever straight up Young for like, a, it was wild though. We were on the road too. No, because we can't sidewalk it in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. It was at night, like. I don't know how many drinks we've had. Like it wasn't aggressive. Maybe a couple yeah, pints you, each. But you, either way, no, like, you can get a Dewey on a bike. Eh? Yeah, but we weren't hammered. We weren't hammered. Or <laughs> no, anything. I know, but still, like I know you can. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the play is you just have to say you don't have a driver's license because I think they can't do anything. That's uh, I don't because know if I think about ever... it. Like if you're driving a car and you say oh, I don't have a driver's license, then <laughs> you're just you're pooched. Like it doesn't matter. Sure, yeah. But if you're like spot. on a bike and you're like oh I don't have a driver's license, then like I feel like you still do? get a Dewey though. But how? Like they can't put it on your like on your license. They can't put it on your card. They could still put a DUI on your record. But you could just say you're somebody else. Well, you probably have a health card on you. You don't have to. That's you're not like required to carry your health card. You probably should though. You know what I mean though? Yeah. But in that instance, in that instance, Kate, let's say worst case scenario, you get a Dewey on a bike without a driver's license. Are you just demoted to the next like <laughs> mode of training? Yeah, a scooter, the Razor scooter. Then after that, rollerblades. <laughs> Rip stink. Oh, I actually man. have a story about like not carrying ID on you. So one day in high school, me, Kennedy, Reed, Chris Urquhart, um, I can't remember who else was in the car. Maybe like Jordan Sandberg or something. But we were driving to the mall for lunch, and we got rear-ended on Highway Seven. Oh no. Um, and whatever, so the the it wasn't like that big of a Actually, deal. Actually, I remember this. I yeah. remember seeing you guys. Yeah, <laughs> everyone just driving by, like what the fuck. Um, so we're just like sitting there waiting, and then like the cops come, and they like ask for all our IDs, and like Chris Urquhart didn't have any ID on him. The cop looks him dead in the eye and just goes, "You know who doesn't carry ID on them? Criminals." <laughs> dude, that would be so dude, intimidating. I remember that Erky came back to yeah. class after and was so rattled. Yeah. He's saying to Brown and I, like, this cop called me a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> so like, no, no, that's crazy. actually outrageous. And we're all just like, what? <laughs> was he joking? Or like, like, no, and he, I'm pretty sure he looked back at the cop and goes, but I'm not one. <laughs> <laughs> that's killer, man. <laughs> like, imagine a cop looks at you and basically and I mean, says this wasn't, that was like grade 11, right? Maybe? That was like, yeah, grade 11 or 12. Yeah, so, and, and Erky's, like, the least bit of a criminal. Right? Yeah. He's, like, the, if I had to He's pick someone from high school to be a criminal, like, he'd be, like, the last on the list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, the nicest guy ever. <laughs> yeah. Funny kid, man. But, yeah, that's, it was hilarious. Highway 7 was just notorious for, like, dumbasses just driving into oh, yeah. people, though. Weren't you guys, Death like, in, a, in the, like, a multi-car bump-up, too? Was that what it was? Yeah, there, it was there were crazy. multiple. Yeah, there so, was one, so, one car rear-ended the yeah. middle car, and then the middle car, um... Like, instead of Bump. pressing the, the brakes, they press the gas and, and hit us. You guys. Yeah. It's classic. Yeah, yeah but there have been <laughs> multiple well. multi-car pile-ups in our, like, stint at high school. Yes. Oh, but yeah. not even all of high school. It's basically the last year and a half you can drive in high school. Yeah. So we didn't have very good drivers in, well at our school and just Markham in general. Yeah. Terrible, <laughs> terrible place to drive. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. So, actually, Nat one day was driving on the uh, 404 going south and uh it was like basically dead stop traffic and this guy in the lane beside her i think he was in the right he was in like the right lane she was in the middle lane and i guess he was like almost parallel to her i guess you could say like basically or yeah. like just just ahead whatever well he just 
does decides he's gonna go in the middle lane now so he just drives over into the middle lane and like bumps into them but like it was stop traffic so it didn't it didn't really do much like nobody yeah. has had any problems well they're in the middle of the highway like the 404 and this guy just gets out of his car and like goes to start dealing with it in the middle oh, of the no. highway and she's like what are you doing like get back in your car is like yelling at this guy and he like walks over to her window and she's like uh like i'm not getting out of the car get back in your car we'll pull over there this guy just didn't understand he like didn't get it he's like trying to deal with it right there and she's like we can both drive our cars the guys, like, go over there the guy's so oblivious the cars are whizzing by i'm just like got the horse blinders on like this same guy actually he so obviously it was his fault whatever they go to the collision center she reports it and if he doesn't show up to the collision center it's automatically his fault like yeah. it doesn't matter but uh, so I guess he must have gone because the insurance put it through like on him. It was it was his like thing. At fault. Yeah, he was at fault. So he ends up because she had to take his contact info. He ends up texting her and is like, "I just got a quote for my for my damage. Like this is how much it costs. We can discuss later." And she just replied and was like, "Um, actually, like my insurance already covered my stuff. Like you're at fault. You're on your own here, buddy. Like smells." Yeah. <laughs> 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 would discuss what like, i what guess he it? was like under the impression that uh they're splitting the cost i think he's under car. the impression that they were probably gonna go for a nice coffee date later that afternoon <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> like I, I don't i don't get it just like, we'll discuss later like discuss there's uh, nothing to discuss <laughs> discuss like, yeah. get there hey how was your day <laughs> oh, <not laughs> yeah. like, oh, wow. uh, okay then i guess some people just don't get it it's tough there's a lot of people who don't get it man yeah a lot of people out there I'm one of them sometimes. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't, on the road? What is life? What's happening? Oh, just, uh, in just, just in general. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. What are you going to do? Not everybody's Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> oh, man. That guy is such a weapon. <laughs> yeah, I know. a savant, man. A, Simony, didn't you say you listened to him on a podcast? Yeah. So Joe Rogan was um, had him on his podcast. It was just <laughs> fascinating, man. This guy literally knows everything about everything. Like, he's just... He literally... Joe Rogan... I don't know if you guys listen to him, but yeah, he, has like time, th- he has like three and a half hour podcasts. I listen to the full things. Yeah. And I'm and drooling. I so swear to fascinated. God, the entire one, Joe Rogan probably said 10 words in the entire time. Neil deGrasse Tyson literally just spoke for like three hours straight. Like it was unbelievable. And when he speaks, you, you just listen. <laughs> yeah, you dude. Know it's, better. it's fascinating. But like you don't even need to be into what he's talking about, but he just makes it so engaging. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. The thing, the thing that I really like about Joe Rogan's podcast is that. Like, no matter how intelligent or how many degrees his guest has, yeah. he always has, like, the intellectual ability to keep up. Right. And, like... He knows exactly what they're talking about and, like, how to, like, And he comes back with, like... He challenges them, too. And yeah. This guy's not an expert. I feel like, like, he reads so many... Like, just so much. I feel yeah. like the guy has to have read, like, so many books in his lifetime. Yeah. The guy seems just, just an, such an intelligent guy. Goes from fear factor to knowing everything about everything yeah no i'm actually a huge joe rogan fan that guy's yeah guy's a real deal no yeah it was it was a great episode learned a lot you know who else is a real deal michael pizzetta let's head to his interview now the lads are really excited to be joined by uh, my former teammate not a big deal mine too <clears throat> we got uh, michael pizzetta played for the sudbury wolves sarnia sting and uh is a montreal canadians sixth round 160th overall draft pick in 2016 how you doing uh, good boys. How are you guys? Doing pretty well. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not a classic line. All right, man. We're just gonna get right into it. So we played together for three years, I think, two or three years for the Toronto Young Nats under Harky Singh. Um, I'm not sure if you remember this, but I just wanted to start off start off this call with. Uh, so we were in some tournament. I don't know what it was, but we were fucking around in like a, a parking garage or something, 
and I jumped down from one of the levels and absolutely destroyed my heel bone or whatever the fuck that was. And uh, and everyone was, like, freaking out. And you were just being a solid captain. You, like, took me back to your, like, hotel room and nursed my heel to health. And, like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I fractured it, but I played the rest of the tournament on it. But of course you did. Nail gun warrior. Yeah, I actually remember that. We were up in the, I feel like we were in, like, Detroit somewhere or something. I don't know what the hell we were doing in the parking garage, but uh, we were, like, jumping from level to level, and you just ate her pretty hard. And it's uh, <laughs> like, all right, well, just uh, pretend like this is all right, but uh, obviously wasn't. Oh, yeah, not good at all. But, yeah, man, so you got to uh, – for, for the guys that don't really – didn't have that junior hockey experience, obviously, like, they heard of some, like, rookie initiation stuff that goes on. But would you be able to share any stories of some of the worst rookie initiation you've either heard or seen yourself? Uh, when I was in Sudbury for my rookie year, it wasn't honestly it wasn't too bad. The, the vets we had were actually pretty good. Um, the usual stuff like rookie dance off, uh, rookie wing challenge. That was that was pretty hard. So we had to eat like super hot wings, and uh, the guys like made this sauce concoction i don't even know what you want to call it but it's absolutely disgusting like oh, that's in our fucking room for brutal like <laughs> five minutes and uh our coach comes out of the office and he goes boys like what the hell is this like get the fuck out of the room like it <laughs> and then uh we're all dressed up in our halloween costumes and i got some freaking lipstick on like this fat body thing i don't even know like a gladiator helmet and we're just eating these hot wings and the minute the first <laughs> the minute the first wing touches my mouth i just Absolutely yak everywhere. Oh, <laughs> my God. disgusting! In, in the right, wait, the you were in a restaurant? Back and, no, in the uh, dressing room. Oh, that was fuck. a pretty fun one, but it's fun. Like, not too bad. And I guess uh, I've heard some crazier stories, but that's probably the worst one I got. So uh, you played in some pretty, like, you played in some good hockey towns. But as far as like the the actual like nightlife goes, or just everyday like amusement goes. You, what what were you guys able to do in Sudbury? Because one of my roommates lives there, and he said there's pretty much nothing. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, a lot of these OHL towns are in pretty pretty small spots, so it's pretty much just hang with the guys, especially when you're a younger guy and you're not able to go out or anything. So it's pretty much just get together with the boys. Like, we'd watch a, a ton of movies in Sudbury, whether that was just at somebody's house or at the theater. And then, obviously, as you get older, the... The the nightlife scene in Sudbury was actually not not too bad as we got older. There was a lot of places, a lot, yeah, a lot yeah. of places that we we could we could go out and and have some fun. But uh, you kind of just hang out with the boys and try to keep yourselves amused. Yeah. So basically, like you're telling me, the drinks just started flowing the older you got in Sudbury. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> that, honestly, as you, as that. you get older, uh, there's times you got to go out and have some fun with the boys. So. Uh, yeah, I guess and so. you're legal too. Not yeah. a big, like, it's not a big deal. Like, you gotta, you're, it's, you're legal. You're having some fun. I want to like know. Did you have to be careful at all? Because obviously Sudbury's not that big of a, not that big of a place. Um, same as Sarnia. Too. Well, same as Sarnia. Yeah. Did you like have to be careful going out and like the places you went to because you were afraid it would like get back to to management or anything or or were you kind of just like cool with it or was uh, management fine with the boys like just hanging out? Obviously, like. Uh... Especially this year, we had a pretty tight leash in Sudbury with uh, with Chirpy and stuff. So like, whenever the boys would uh, would go out and stuff, like we got the the clear from the coaches and everything for like extended curve and all that stuff. But yeah, like you definitely have to be careful. Like you just don't want to go out there and be an idiot because like there's definitely times, especially when I was younger and the older guys going out, where people would take pictures and be like, look, like these guys are at the bar the day before the game. I remember one guy was at the <laughs> bar 
till 3 a.m. the night before the game. He's with our captain when our captain's not playing. And he's out at the bar, whatever, comes back. Arguably has the best game he's ever played for, for the team. <laughs> next night, like, next practice, whatever day after the game, coach, like, pissed off, like, found out this guy was at the bar, whatever. So we do, like, a beef test on the ice. And, like, this guy pulled out of the beef test before the goalies did. Uh, <laughs> Just an absolute grinder. This guy's probably the biggest nail I've ever met in my career. Like, and that, that's coming key. thats coming from you too, man. Like, you're no slouch. Like, you're a big guy. Like, it's just a solid power forward. So that, that coming from you, I mean, that's, that's a pretty pretty solid compliment. Yeah. Yeah, definitely that a small a guy on your end. So we had a, we've had Anger on a couple times, and I know you got the chance to play with him in, uh, in Sarnia. Can you just talk about like how much of a goof that guy is, and have, did you ever get to see his Twitch live in action? <laughs> how can you not? Uh, his Twitch live in action. I mean, I guess that that explains a lot of things. I, re- I never really knew what that was. Uh, <laughs> might have called him out about it a couple times. Now I kind of feel like an asshole. But, um, <laughs> no, you no, don't I mean, need to. got along pretty well. He's a beauty. Like uh, I think he practically lived at my billet house when we were in Sarnia, and. Um, we had a good time. He's a beauty, though. Okay, he's one of those guys that just, if he knows you're a good time, he'll just uh, latch on to you. It's uh, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, but... he's a fucking leech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a good guy. We logged a lot of hours together. <laughs> logged a lot of hours. In-game. In-game. Couple, couple minutes. Couple yeah, PK minutes. In the basement. Just had a pretty nasty billet house in Sarnia, so got a pool table down there, Fortnite, you know, all the goodies. That's unreal. So I want to get back to to like the minor hockey days. So um, most people probably don't know this, but when you were younger, you played a year up. You were massive, man. Like you were what were you like six two at like the age of twelve? <laughs> yeah, I actually shrunk. Um, six one now, but uh, twelve I was six two. So it's been a tough go for me. You know, the back's been just taking a beating. A lot of a lot of squats really shrunk me a bit. No, I was pretty big when I was younger, yeah. So how did that how did that feel? Obviously you're still a big guy now, but how did that feel just absolutely dominating the league? You played a year up for quite some time, but you still dominated. But how did it feel coming back to your own age group for the first time in years, just shredding like tearing the league apart? Uh yeah, I mean it was fun. I mean minor hockey is a good time, just no stress, just go out there with the boys, you know, have a good time. Obviously it was nice that I was a little bit bigger than everybody, but then uh I had to compensate because I didn't learn how to stick handle until I was probably like 13 or 14. I just pushed the puck and skated past everybody because I was so much bigger. <laughs> Big puck pusher. So when boys started catching up, I had to figure it out for a couple of years, and then uh, it was all good. But no, it was fun. It's definitely, definitely nice not being a little guy for sure. Yeah, Michael, uh, moving to the other end of the spectrum, uh, obviously pro hockey uh, coming up for you next year, hopefully. Uh, just talk a bit about uh, Montreal's camp the past couple of years and what you're looking forward to with their camp uh, coming up this September? Yeah, I mean, um, camp's, camp's pretty fun. I mean, to get out there and kind of see the competition that, that you're up against and stuff and really see, like, how many good hockey players there are out there and, and be able to put yourself up against them is fun. I mean, all the guys have been, been pretty great there. And um, in rookie tournament, obviously, you're going to wear, like, all the full gear, like an actual Canadian's jersey and stuff. And, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's pretty surreal. Um but for me now, it's it's all business. Obviously, I'd sign with them in uh, in March here. So now coming into camp, you want to try to make the team, right? So you're going in there with the mindset that you're you're going to try to make the Montreal Canadiens next year, and then if not, hopefully end up in uh, in the farm team there with Laval, and then um, just have some fun and just keep enjoying the grind. So 
We noticed that uh, in the rookie tournament you played in last year, there was a couple pictures of you wearing number 55. And I don't know if you know, but uh, our very own Ryan McGee, he used to wear number 55 back in the day. Did that did uh, did that have any inspiration on you or any effect? <laughs> <laughs> did he influence you yeah, at all? Yeah, uh, honestly, I uh, initially wanted to give me uh, my number 13. And uh, I pretty much just sat, sat the guys aside and was like, look, <laughs> My, my, my boy Ryan McGee <laughs> I've got to transition this number to just a nice nice diesel forward number and uh, honestly boys I think I could just wrap this and uh, they're like you know what totally agree with you oh I and love that it. is an absolute that's, that's an absolute diesel the rest is history that's, that's just a good answer all around I mean, yeah, 55 no, is not a bad number just it's showed up brutal. gave me a number and I was like oh okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the Canadians like how does it feel to be drafted to an original six organization? But not only that, like alongside a lot of like other Southern Ontario guys who you grew up playing with or against, like that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, it was definitely cool to like stay within within Canada and obviously Montreal and most Stanley Cups. Um, they're they're like a sick franchise, right? So to be able to, to have the opportunity to continue in that that legacy is pretty cool. And then obviously there's quite a few uh, OHL guys there, guys. Uh, from around the city that that I know, so coming into camps and stuff, there's this makes it a little bit easier when you know a bunch of guys. You can kind of talk to them and and get to know everybody else. But at least you got some guys that that you know, and it's not not super awkward, you know. So uh, like building off that, playing in the uh, playing for an original six team and stuff, you grew up in the Toronto area. I don't know if you were a Leafs fan or or whatnot, but what did it feel like? getting drafted by the Habs after growing up in Toronto, like such a such a huge Leafs market. Everybody's Leafs fans here. Yeah, I mean, obviously growing up, I always loved the Leafs and um, still like the Leafs, but obviously I've always been both. Like I got a lot of people in my family that are Montreal Canadiens fans. And I got a lot of family from Montreal, so I've always kind of cheered for any Canadian team, really. So for me to be able to go to Original Six, another Canadian team, was just, was just pretty cool. And I'm, all my family in Montreal was... Uh, pretty excited about that so now i guess we're we're hometown rivals but uh it's all in good fun all right so we're gonna take it back to the, the big picture here um back on the back on the nats i don't know if you remember this but i walked into the dressing room all the boys were sitting there i was late and um i walked in harky was like just giving everyone just the just giving everyone the gears and I, hold on i actually think he went around player by player in the room and tell like told them basically like how like shit they were. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's who's talking though? I know that's not Ryan. It's Hudson. It's Hudson. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So basically, uh, I came in late after he just ripped everyone apart, and I had to tell Harky that I didn't have my practice socks. <laughs> and um, he goes, "Well, you're not going on the fucking ice." And I said, "Well, like, can I just not wear like these like other pairs of socks?" He said, "No." And you guys were gonna gonna bag this practice, and he, so I was kind of kind of fired up. And uh, he tells me this. I was with Coppola too at the time. We were both late. Both didn't have socks. I think we were like playing up. And he goes, "Yeah, well, you guys are gonna go run the stairs in the Powerade Center." So we kind of we kind of look at each other like, "All right, like, whatever." And so you guys go on the ice. I see you guys doing the Michigan Mile, and um, we go to this. We go to the Powerade Center. We're just sitting there for like a full two hours while you guys were doing the Michigan Mile, probably like fifteen times. Uh, power. <laughs> it was Powerade Center, Main Bowl. Eight, yeah, Brampton. Eight, yeah, yeah. Eight Michigan miles in a row, back to back, no breaks. <laughs> and me and Coppola were just sitting in the stands. Not even, a, not even a drip of water. Yeah, it was. I remember that. That was brutal. Do you remember that? 
honestly, uh, I think I still tell people stories about about those days. You know, it was pretty hard, especially our training camps. You know, the the week long skates, just no coach on the ice, just the boys running it, and then all the five Ks we ran. And I remember that one day we ended up. I swear, I don't know if it was five K, ten K. It's unknown. I swear your dad drove it in his No, car yo, yo, ride. that's... Dude, and yeah, you're right, like, you're right. So what happened is like... It was supposed like... to be like a kilometer there and back, but it was a kilometer each way. So like we ended up running 10K or something. <laughs> dude, it was 12K. It was 12K. Yeah. And then like I get back the next day at practice because my dad's like, oh, where did you run? And then like he did the drive and he's like, oh, so what did you do? Like, oh, there and back three times. And then like we literally just did the quick math. It's like, man, that's 12 kilometers. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know if my dad talked to Harky, like the thirsty penguin or whatever. And he's like, hey, like the place ran 12K. Then he calls me out. It's like, oh, don't you tell your dad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, definitely uh, after that, nothing, nothing seemed hard. Coming into the league, fuck, I, I was ready for anything after those years. Yeah, fuck the show. That shit was way too hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Mike, we've had a couple other OHL, NHL guys on the pod, and we've asked them who's probably the toughest player that they've played with or against. Can you just quickly answer that? And don't say anger. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the toughest player I've played against? Yeah, or with. Maybe at, like, Montreal camp or playing against in the O. doesn't matter. Wait, wait, did you, wait. You, did you say dumbest? No. Toughest. Tough, oh. Dumbest yeah, is like, definitely mo- Most skilled or toughest. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Uh... All right, so most skilled, like probably Jordan Cairo, played together in minor mission and then uh, reconnected here in Sarnia, and he's just, he's pretty disgusting. I mean, sometimes I, I'd be on the ice, and he'd be stick on and through like three or four guys, and I'd just be sitting there like completely lost in the game, just totally forgot what was going on, and I'm just watching this guy just stick hand on the phone booth here. And then uh, toughest guy, uh, probably I don't know. Matthew Coppola. Um, probably when I was younger, like the league's kind of getting – Getting a little bit softer now in the OHL, anyways. So when I was younger, there was, there was some old guys like Curtis McDermott's tough guy in the show now. Um, Hunter Smith was was a pretty big guy. So those are probably some of the tougher guys. All right, I got one last question for you. Uh, obviously, you have an older brother, uh, Stefano, who's a couple years older than you, um, and he's played major junior and CIS. So how how much of an influence or impact did he have? Uh, on your career growing up? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, like, you got an older brother, so he's, he's playing hockey as well, and I, I'm always younger, and I want to be better than him, and, and we're always competing with each other, so that's kind of like a drive that in the house in that competition that, that, that always keeps you going. I mean, he, he works pretty hard himself, so the both of us in the gym or in the backyard screwing around and stuff, it kind of just keeps it fun, and it, it makes sure that you're accountable and you're, you're working hard every day, because if not, the other guy's going to be on you, so it definitely helped me be the player that I am today and um, it's great to be able to go through this journey with your brother that's perfect man uh, thanks a lot for coming on uh, we really appreciate it yeah good luck yeah, this, thanks, uh, uh, thanks for having me out boys good luck this upcoming season uh, we, we wish you the best and maybe we'll catch up soon yeah thanks thanks guys alright talk to you. yeah see ya ciao alright boys those are some unreal stories from uh, Michael Pozzetta and you know what else is uh, bring some unreal stories to the table when we fire out some Mad Libs. Let's get into it. Alright, here we go. First one. I need a name. Samantha. Final answer. Location. 
Uruguay, final answer. Let's see if I can spell that. <laughs> it's a tough one. Okay. Adjective ending in ER. Is it dancer an adjective ending in ER? Is it dancer? Yeah, yeah. Alright, dancer, final answer. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> my, my head's not working right now. Adjective. Um, bald. Noun. Uh, cracker barrel. Noun. Nintendo GameCube. No final answers? Final answer. An animal. Zach Phillips. We've already used too many names here. Yeah. Um Hyena, final answer. An object. Um a desk. Rock band drum set, final answer. Oh, okay. Past tense verb. Touched. Final answer. A verb. Uh smoke, final answer. Animal what? Animal body part. Seahorse tail, final answer. <laughs> Do they have tails or is it just part of their body? Uh, you know what? Well, we're we're going to go with tail. Uh, adjective. Teeny. <laughs> like teeny tiny? Yes, teeny tiny. Okay. But just with the teeny part. Okay. <laughs> uh, a family member. Stepsister, final answer. Uh, an adjective. Mysterious, final answer. Verb. Inject, final answer. Past tense verb. Mesmerized, final answer. Past tense verb. Uh, punched, final answer. Animal body part. The cat's meow. The cat's whiskers. <laughs> the cat's meow! <laughs> no, I just was thinking that like, old expression. I was thinking of like, oh, bee's knees. You don't change it to bee's knees, final answer. <laughs> okay. I just final answer myself. Uh, part of body. Uh, fingernail, final answer. Part of body. Jejunum, final answer. <laughs> uh, verb Perform, final answer And last one, animal sound The cat's meow, <laughs> final answer <laughs> Okay, here we go Alright, I'm gonna take the reins on this one This one's called Fighting a Dragon <laughs> Samantha entered the cave Never before had f they felt so scared Yet they knew all of Uruguay. You spelled Uruguay wrong, by the yeah, way. <laughs> I know, I just spelled it how I thought it sounded. I didn't know. Sounds it out, sounds it out. Yet they knew all of Uruguay was counting on them, so they had to venture forward. As they progressed, they felt as if the cave was getting dancer and dancer. When it got too bald to see, when it got too bald to see, I can't read, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they lit a cracker barrel to see what was going on. But as they did, they came face to face with a Nintendo GameCube breathing hyena. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> they, re Ew! they realized this was the hyena that had burnt their hometown of Uruguay to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, a spark of vengeance in <laughs> ignited in their soul. With that, they drew their trusty rock band drum set <laughs> and faced the beast. They touched it. <laughs> Music <laughs> is powerful, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they touched at it with the intent to smoke. However, with a swipe of its seahorse tail, it knocked Samantha onto their back. The beast had them in a teeny position. Samantha felt as if <laughs> <laughs> Samantha felt as if it was the end. But then remembered uh, what their stepsister had told them: when you are down in a mysterious position, don't surrender. Let it inject your fighting spirit. Never, <laughs> oh no! Never ever inspect my child. <laughs> what? Samantha then saw an opening to attack. They mesmerized under the hyena and got behind it. They punched 
The beast, the beasts, <laughs> they punched the beast's bee's knees <laughs> to, get on the, to get on its fingernail. Samantha then plunged his rock band drum set into the jejunum of the hyena, <laughs> causing it to collapse. That'll get you, the jejunum. <laughs> he stood in front of the fallen hyena, having won. I will not kill you. You have been through enough. I'll give you a chance to perform. The hyena, realizing what he was saying, limped off, letting out one last cat's meow. Samantha stood proud, knowing their hometown of Uruguay. Uruguay. You're gay. <laughs> <laughs> knowing their hometown of Uruguay was safe, and that was fighting a dragon. Nice. With they bees knees. With them. bees knees. Punching, horse cat, tail. punching horse hyenas in the jejunum. <laughs> what, a, what a tail! What a tail! Sorry, I can't read. It's like but. a scene out of Game of Thrones. <laughs> it had a seahorse tail. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you like my spelling of this stuff? <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what it is, so I just... E-U-R. <laughs> yeah, it's E-U-R-A-G-W-A-Y. So oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I got halfway there, I'm like, mm, I don't know what how is this it? goes. U-R... I think it's U-R-U-G-U-A-Y, I think. I could be wrong. But Phillips is the kind of guy, you just get up in a spelling bee, like in elementary school, be super confident with your answers. <laughs> yeah. I used to be Spell unreal cow. at spelling, and really? then it just went downhill at some point. I'm like, damn, like, I started forgetting how Man, I, like, I remember, like, William Bursey Public School. First of all, terrible. You were a savant in the You're world throwing that term around pretty loosely this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was actually a gross speller. You were. Yeah. And, and speeches. And speech. Dude, this I could... guy would throw up the child labor speeches, the shark fin soup speeches. Oh, I would just reuse them. Because <laughs> I, I changed... You got, I remember you got called out of it. You called out at, uh, on it one day, and the the teacher came up to me. And was like, "Has he has he used this speech before?" And I was like, "No, no." That's a good friend. That's a good friend right there. Yeah. So Simony and I went to the same elementary school from like grade the JK to grade four, or grade five, sorry. And then like it was just such a small school. There were like eight kids in our class, maybe. Yeah. So what? Like, yeah, it was tiny. No, literally, it was small, small, small school in your region. region. Yeah. Really? Fun fact for you. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I heard that every day I was teams. there. Oh, gross. I played on the intermediate or the intermediate basketball team in grade five. Nice. Yeah, I was just a talented, just a prodigy, really. 23? Number 23? No, I don't know what number I was. I don't know. I probably didn't get off the bench. I think I did once. I got just swatted by some huge guy from Armadale. And if you know that school, you know. Did you? Yeah, pretty that. good. <laughs> getting off the bench or getting swatted? It was an away game, so I, d- I don't know. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, we got to our big school, and like I- I'm like, thank God, because like, speeches started in grade four. So I had two years of speeches that, like, I could just reuse in grade six and seven or whatever. So I'm like, perfect. Then grade eight, I think I, uh, I don't know, wrote one of my own that wasn't that great. But <laughs> still made it to the gym, probably. Hey, it's whatever. Yeah. I never did speeches in elementary school. Really? All, like, these people I knew had You're to do them and man. stuff. And I was like, at neither of the schools I was at, they had to do them. My like, speeches were so god-awful. I think the teacher would just cut me off halfway through and be like, <laughs> here's, a B, here's a B. I don't want to hear your voice anymore. <laughs> Thanks I think for I, did, I did one one year on hockey, and then the next year I did it on lacrosse. Just real, <laughs> real original <laughs> content. Such an athlete. What just did you have to t- straight off the dome. No Wikipedia whatsoever. It was just prior knowledge. What you thought of it. What yeah. did you have to talk about in them? Just, like, the history of the... I don't know, man. Like, literally gibberish. <laughs> like, just, they didn't have to be inspirational or anything? You no, just, no. It was, like, whatever topic you wanted to, like, talk... It could have just been, like, informative speeches. Here was my... Everyone wanted to know the history <laughs> of lacrosse. <laughs> so, here was my here was my speech formula. 
in the summertime, my mom would be just doing research or whatever, or like watching documentaries. And be like, oh, Ryan, I heard about this really cool like thing going on in the world. She I'm was like, just pumping it in your head. Oh yeah, she's pumping it in my head. Yeah. She's like, you know, what? I'm like, I want to do this. She's like, no, you're doing this. I'm like, all right, <laughs> okay. cool. So then, like, basically, she like formulated my whole speech, and like, I was like, kind of in her ear, like, what to like how to rearrange the sentences because we she doesn't like, copy and paste a shit ton of information. <laughs> then we like rate it together, and then she'd edit it on her own and make it just yeah. a wonderful thing. My only job was to get up on stage and just. Perform. Act, yeah, I was just a strict performer. Put on, <laughs> Put a, on show. a theatrical adventure. <laughs> Great duo, like Lewis and Clark. Dude, I'll never forget one of the projects I had to do in elementary school. It was about, like, the pioneers and stuff, and we had to literally, like, make these pioneer people uh, basically, like, on popsicle sticks with, like, f- like, the little foam cutouts and stuff. And they gave it to us on pieces of paper, so you would, like, glue it on. But you had to literally put pioneer clothing on them. So I remember, well, like, like, my felt? mom was at, like, yeah, like, you had to, like, recreate what they wore what? in, like, miniature f- version. That's tough. So my mom was at, like... Michael's Art Store yes, or whatever the hell. Buying, like, yeah. all these, like, materials and stuff. And I remember it was, like, a couple days before the project was due, and she was sitting there, like like firing away with the hot glue gun yeah, like go mom, go dresses mom. and stuff yeah. I'm like this is so blatantly not my work <laughs> you're just sitting in the basement ripping xbox <laughs> yeah, yeah. but i, I know job, like, mom. we had to write something about it so I, i'm pretty sure i did that but like you had to write all the history and stuff but like they literally had traditional headdress like, like this intricate like beaded thing with real f- miniature feathers from like some bird you caught earlier <laughs> your mom caught earlier that day like, just She's above and beyond like bone arrow like shooting <laughs> birds down like need this for the project <laughs> yeah. yeah i feel like you'd be lying if like you said your parents didn't help you with anything oh yeah and if you were you're probably such a loser or if they didn't sort of help you like Oh no! God, the coolest on, project I ever made, and I know the, my parents were not involved at all, is we did did a group project is for science, and we had to create like a safe playground. So uh, you know those like foam mats that you get in your basement, and they have like the alphabet in them, and they're yeah. all like different colors. Yes. So we used no, the those best one the is puzzle where... pieces one. No, yeah, the, like one, the, puzzle pieces, like, the yeah. one where it's like a little town and there's like streets, you know? Oh, no, 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 but yeah, those are, yeah, that was different. So this was like those foam mats. Oh, like, I see. Okay, okay. So we got those, hot glued it cut the edges and put like a little border around the edge this is like me and four of my buddies in like grade seven or eight and we made a playground out of popsicle sticks uh water bottles that we like cut apart and like it was like wheelchair accessible and you could like if you had something that was that size it was actually usable it was it we had the best one by far it was actually unreal like it's insane and we, it was huge too like it was it was bigger than this table i don't know what the dimensions of it are but like it was a big freaking playground that we had just eyeballing it it looks about like two and a half feet by like f- so it was probably half, like five feet i would say it was probably like three and a half by three and a half like close to that yeah. and it was like the whole thing was was in use we had like monkey bars that we built out of popsicle sticks that's and like so sick. and oh pa- pipe cleaners and stuff it was so cool that's unreal it was one of the i just so much pride in that project uh, i hated school projects man. Uh, I, I didn't mind them cause like I, school pro okay like essays and stuff like i i I was decent at, but like actually the project where you had to like make something, I was just a disaster with. Really? Really? Yeah, I remember this one grade nine science project. I think I missed, I wasn't there the day where the project was handed out, so I didn't n- really know like what you actually had to do for the project. <laughs> so it was like the night before it was due. Um, and I, I was like, I didn't know what to do. Like I had no concept of what the project was. So I made, I don't, I, forget what it was but i made something that literally had nothing to do with the project (laughs) and i came in and i dropped the project off to the science class 
I think you were in my class yeah, actually I was, in grade I was. nine science. Yeah. And um and it was Mr. Russell. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Russell just looked at me and was like, What is this? And I was like, Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> and that. I, walked out. I remember that. I remember Simony like telling me he's like, dude, like he was texting me the night before, like asking me what, what yeah, to do. I and I was no like clue. I was even struggling. I'm like, man, like I, I you should see what shit I came up with. Like, I don't know either. <laughs> like making shit up on the I spot. Got, you had to do something about like it was like an element. You had to like an put ele- it on yeah. a- and I did like <laughs> yeah. nitrogen or something. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'd and charcoal. I think I, and then, yeah, I did. I didn't realize you had to make like an actual like diagram of like the element or something. I thought you just had to make something that the element like was in. It was in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I made like a balloon or <laughs> no. I think I made um <laughs> uh, just a balloon. <laughs> it was like this. Here like, you go, sir. It was like this fake like ice cream. But, like, you know how they make, like, nitrogen, like, yeah, oh, yeah, ice yeah. cream hydrogen. of nitrogen? So I made, like, this... Oh, is there nitrogen in balloons? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I made this, like, plate of, like, this fake, like, ice cream. And I handed it, and he literally looked at me like, what the fuck is this? Just bring it a top of President's Choice. <laughs> Here's my project. I bought, him, I-, I bought him a bowl of Core the Dairy. <laughs> I also brought Galen West in here, too. Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally a bowl of like fake like I don't even know how we like Crisco ice cream oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else's project had like tabs coming in like explaining yeah, yeah. what it is mine was just like a bowl of like fake ice cream <laughs> <laughs> mine was like a he, he literally yeah he literally looked at it and was like what is this <laughs> and I was like I don't know <laughs> I proceeded to pull out a spoon and just slowly eat it in front of you <laughs> <laughs> It's delicious. Oh, what does it have to do with your project? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so moral of the story is show up on the day where you're getting projects so you'd understand what's going on in the class. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't I don't think I could top that sco- like story in terms of That just brought back so education. many stressful memories of the night before it was due. Oh god. Alright, boys. Enough rambling. Let's uh, hit our final segment, this or that. Alright, lads, we're back for another edition of This or That. You know the rules. Two choices, one answer. What you pick has got to be what you go with for the rest of your days. So I got a real thinker right off the bat here. Would you rather always win pie-eating contests or always win wheelbarrow races? (laughs) Man. Those are real-life situations. (laughs) Everyday, Everyday instances. Well, for starters, I haven't done either of those. So I, if I, I was going to win one for the rest of my life, it wouldn't matter. I think <laughs> I'm going pie-eating contests because you can make money from that. I feel like, I've yeah, I would do pie-eating contests just because if I was going to do one of the two, at least I would be enjoying eating pie. Yeah, yeah but you'd also be so tired. overweight, though. You'd be in no, great lots shape. lots of those guys are in great shape, Okay, well, man. Joey Chestnut's a freak of nature. Yeah, but you seem like the other guys that can pee. Matt Stoney, man. Have you seen that Matt Stoney guy? It's because it just goes in and then just... 
come still right i think it's way more impressive to be like seen like just shirtless traps are firing just sprinting in slow motion <laughs> with a heavy load of concrete and just be stuffing your pie with faces on national television stuffing your i'm gonna pie go with faces stuffing your face with pies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go wheelbarrow race i'm going pie eating. i'm going pie eating man okay i have a doozy here discover a cure for cancer or find out once and for all if god was real Oh, that is a that is a yeah that's that a doozy. Deep. That's tough. Um, uh, <clears throat> I'm not a very religious guy, so for me it's pretty simple. Uh, I'd go discover a cure for cancer. Mm. I feel like I'm gonna go with the God just because you'd un- you'd get to like learn the world's secrets. I think like yeah. if you got to discover if God was real, it would just it would you'd open up so many doors. You'd understand everything. And there wouldn't be as much of a fear of like dying. You know what I mean? If there was a God, a God. Yeah, that's actually a really really interesting point. Like, think about this, If, too, if like, you knew there was a god, and, like, there was an afterlife and stuff that was, like, peaceful and, you know what I mean? Then, but then, but then if you found out there wasn't one... Exactly, yeah. Then, then the just, fear would set in, like, Like, this is, just, this is the end of the line here. Yeah. Wow, that is tough. It is. I'm going with the god one. I think that's it. It would just be so interesting to, like, know it solve so many... Questions. Literally yeah. Since the beginning of time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still I, sticking I would, with the cancer, though. I would, I'd probably go to the god one, just because I'm so curious. Like. Yeah. All right, I got a, I got a deep one. Uh, fellas, would you rather be the sandcastle or the wave? <laughs> what? <laughs> wave, more dominant. There's <laughs> <laughs> a complete alpha. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the wave, too. I don't even know what this question means, but I'm <laughs> going with the wave. It's, it's, I feel like it's a metaphor for something. Yeah. What, it, what it's a metaphor for, like, I, who knows? Somebody who's listening is just like, they understand what it <laughs> so, actually means. They're like, these guys are so fucked. Why are they picking the wave? <laughs> <laughs> so, someone who knows what it means is sitting there in another bedroom listening to this, just a single tear streaming down their cheek. <laughs> I understand I'm, now. <laughs> I'm the sandcastle. <laughs> um, I'm going I'm wave. the sandcastle. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go last one here, boys. Last one here? Okay. Oh, quick one, love it. I, I have a good one here, too. Live in the Harry Potter universe or live in the Pokemon universe? Harry Potter. See, th- this question is what ruins friendships. Harry Potter. And I'm, I'm about to ruin it. Oh, no. Ryan? <laughs> Ryan. Do not dare to pick Pokemon. I'm, ah, man, I'm going If you pick Pokemon. I'm going to Pokemon. I am done with this podcast. <laughs> I'm walking out right now. No, no. Never see me again. Come on now. Come on now. I'm going Pokemon because um, I've just logged countless hours ripping up various ty- like games of Pokemon, like Diamond and Pearl. I, I have too. Yeah. But I mean, Harry I mean, Potter single-handedly was my childhood. I never really got into the Pokemon. Like, I played it a little bit, but... I played it a ton. It didn't really captivate me a lot. I I think the Harry Potter is just... There's so many possibilities. It was my life. still is. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone that knows me. Gryffindor outfit right now. (laughs) (laughs) I actually got a tattoo of a lightning bolt on my forehead. (laughs) Did you not notice? (laughs) (laughs) Oh! No, I'd go... I'm going Harry Potter all day, every day. Here's my thing. I, I would have... A little little friend just trailing or a big one. I could have fucking Dialga or like Grudon or whatever the hell the guy's name is. It's a massive mythical being following me around. Good I could ride him, get places fast. I guess you guys could like shake your wand or whatever and get yeah. there, but yeah, I don't know, take really. the train. But you know what? You're lacking I'd companionship. Be... Compa- really? Really? So I don't have Ron and Hermione by my side. It's live in the universe, not be Harry Potter. Oh, I would be Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the guy. Um, no, even if I wasn't Harry Potter, I would befriend them because I know they're solid people. 
What That's if you were Slytherin? Who would you be? What if you were Slytherin? Who would you be friend? Pikachu. P- you're, gonna, of, uh, you're gonna have long, deep conversation with Pikachu. Yes. Talks a lot. I heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just gonna shock no, you, you got, every you got, now and then. You got Brock and you got Misty. All right, boys. Oh, uh, I don't even think that compares. That's a crew. Brock and Misty compares to Hermione and Ron. But then you got like hundreds. Like let's. Let, I got all hundred and fifty things in my Pokedex, the original Pokemon. I got all a whole mess of little guys. You know what this sounds farm? like? You know what this this conversation sounds like? It sounds like this guy over here is a guy that you know what he likes Pokemon. He likes Baby Driver. So it sounds. Like <laughs> <laughs> now, you've been over this. I like both. I like both. Um, yeah, I'm going with Pokemon. Nothing you can say will change my mind, man. That's I fine. like Harry Potter too, but hey, that's fine. And I know what you would you rather, but or this or that. Sorry. You're wrong. <laughs> okay, man. Let's just leave it at that. All right. All right, boys. Well, I think that wraps up our this or that segment and essentially the show. It's time to time to kick rocks, I think. Yeah, it is time to kick rocks. Uh, Get out of actually, McGee's basement. Yeah, we finished this episode at a pretty reasonable hour. Like These last couple episodes, like we've been grinding. Um, and it's... Uh, Putting in some behind-the-scenes work. Oh, oh. A lot of behind-the-scenes work. It's, like, it's starting to come to fruition, though. The fruits of our labor... Our, our laborers but to bear fruit yep. for us. <laughs> <laughs> and as OC says every episode, there are actual big things coming. There are. We're excited, boys. It's, it's official. Like It will be out. By the time you're listening, when you're listening to this on Wednesday, just wait seven more days till next Wednesday, and then that's when our big things will actually like be here. They'll be right in your face. It's actually like, stuff's already been like, yeah. stuff's already happened. It's just yeah. a matter of releasing it yeah. now. Our big things will be in your ear next Wednesday. Oh, yeah. All right, boys. That's a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See ya, boys. This next song is quite simply the greatest composition in human history. And if you disagree, I will fight you. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clear in the light of day And you know the night is always gonna be there anyway Thinking of who's waking up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Sky rockets in flight
Sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite The thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight Afternoon delight We sound good. We sound really good. I'm freaking out. We sound great. Afternoon delight. Afternoon delight.